Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 381. And today, man, oh man, I am fired up to share with you my next guest. And the reason is, is because he's a listener, okay? A listener of the show that now has went from zero sales to $100,000 in 11 months. I'm just telling you right now, this stuff gets me fired up because he had no idea about selling on Amazon until he picked up my book, which is on Kindle. And if you haven't picked that up, you can go over there and pick it up. It's only $2 and like 99 cents. Um, you can go over to the amazingseller.com forward slash book. Uh, there's a little shameless plug there, but he read that book. Then he became a listener and then he just kept going through the information that I was providing and has since went on to do a hundred thousand dollars and, and He's on track to do a lot more because he's got bigger things happening right now. We talk about outside traffic things that he's working on right now that he's had some really, really good success with, and you're going to hear all about those, and you're also going to hear about how he's using pay-per-click and how some of the negative keywords are actually helping him discover his next product. Just a lot of golden nuggets in this interview. I don't even know if I mentioned his name. His name is Matei. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I would probably butcher it, but he's from Europe, but he's selling in the States. He is a great guy, shares so many nuggets here just by kind of going back and taking me through the story. And it's crazy because he was also mentioning like, as he went through this, like he had no idea where it was going to lead him and it just keeps leading him down this path of success, but there's also bumps in the road. And that's why I also like to share these zero to a hundred thousand in 11 months, because I'm not telling you that that happened in two months. I'm not saying that it happened in one month. It takes time. It takes time to figure things out. It takes time to test things. And he's a big tester in a lot of these different things. But guys, I'm going to stop talking though so we can listen here to this interview. I'm just still fired up from talking to him. We had a great, great conversation that you guys are going to be able to listen in on. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 381. Again, theamazingseller.com forward slash 381. And again, if you guys wanted to go over and download the Kindle book that he actually read before he even became a listener, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash book, and that'll take you over to that book that he read that I compiled all of the different launch stuff and all of the different processes as far as getting stuff launched, all right, on Amazon. And uh, I think by the time you listen to this, there's going to be some updates to that book and uh, a couple of added bonus things. So definitely go check that out if you haven't done so already. Like I said, it's about $2.99, I believe, the last I checked that we have it set at. Um, so it's really affordable, but it's a way for you to kind of get everything in a book form. And then from there, you can kind of go through it step by step. All right, guys. So I'm going to stop talking so you can listen to this amazing interview that I did with my good friend, my now good friend, new friend, Matei. Well, hey, Matei, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. How you doing? Great. Thank you, Scott, for having me on the show. I would never be thinking that I would be joining your show. Oh, um, well, this, yeah. is, this is awesome. You know, I mean, like, I love it that we can get you on the show and you know a lot of people ask me like you know like you know who do you who do you select to be on the show and it really just it's it's just about the story right to me it's about like not all you know everything's not all perfect right and i know that you're going to be able to share some of that stuff with us but i just want to say uh you know i'm glad that you reached out and you kind of you know you shared your story and then from there it, again it's something that i think that people will really get a lot of value from so maybe what you can do is just really quickly give us a little background story you know as far as like you know where you came from as far as in the in the business world and and maybe your background a little bit and then we can kind of get mm -hmm. people caught up to where you are now and kind of how you got to where you are now sure so um i'm actually a startup founder um this is the second startup uh, we founded together with some colleagues and um, the first startup was just uh, here in Europe. I'm originally from Slovenia. Okay. But with the second startups, we got uh, uh, some founding from uh, Angel in San Francisco and uh, the main target market was the US market. Oh, okay. So we're doing a connected car product. It's called CarLock and it connects uh, like the car owners with their car and notifies them in case of suspicious activity or oh, like okay. drivers uh, driving harshly. Um, and we launched the product in 2014. We got some initial traction, but the main challenge for us 
was the distribution and the sales and getting the cost of acquisition low enough to, to really scale it. Mm. So, um, we were trying different things and, uh, now it's just like, like a year ago. Um, everybody's, I mean, I was reading like Quora and, uh, other for, I mean, online mm-hmm. and it's like FBA, FBA. And I'm like, what's this FBA? What's this FBA thing? Is this, you know, whenever I hear people talk about FBA and they first hear about it, they're like, what is this? Is this like FBI? Is this like the government? Like, what is it? And then, and it's funny because, you know, FBA, you know, some people don't know what it means. And then, like you said, you started hearing about this and then you're like, maybe I should look into this thing because it's a distribution um, channel yeah. in a sense. And is that kind of how you were looking at this thing is like, how can yeah. we get in front of eyeballs? Right. Yeah, the, the main main challenge for us, we had uh, also some small like distributors. They were trying to sell it online uh, in Europe also. And we were trying to sell it directly in the US, but it was always the cost of acquisition and uh, the page was not converting as it should be converting. And we had really a tough time, you know, having our marketing budget. that wasn't really a big mm. budget to, to start having some real com- sales that are getting, you put a dollar in and you get $2 out. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I heard like in the same month, I heard like from three different people about like FBA, 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 and I'm, I'm buying it from China and I'm selling and it's great. And I'm like, why am I not, why am I not doing this? So <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, we also like lost a, a distributor. Um, and we're, we were just like redefining the product. And I said, we need, really need to find a way to, to sell it directly, to be like, to be able to scale it up and everything. Um, so I was starting reading about, and I also came by your book, uh, the blueprint, the selling blueprint. Oh, okay. And it was, uh, that, that was my first like contact with, uh, your writing. And I, I didn't know about the podcast at the time. So interesting. Uh, yeah. I really read through the book like in one day and it was like, whoa. <laughs> Wow. That's like opening and I need to start doing this like immediately. That's, that's, um, that's interesting. I, I, I love hearing that because I published the, the book, um, you know, for my audience really, because my audience was saying like, I'd like this in a written form. And, and then we went ahead and we created it into uh you know, a, a Kindle book in a sense. And then we put it up on Kindle and now I'm getting a lot of people that are just from Kindle that are searching for it and then they find it and then they find the podcast. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting to hear how that happened, but let me ask you this though. Let's let's go back a little bit though. Like you mm-hmm. you you know you're in the startup world in in a sense to where you know you were out there and and kind of developing products. Take me through that really quickly though. Like let's rewind even further than you finding your first product or creating your first product. Um, what was your background to get to even that point? Like I'm just curious because some people th- say you know I don't have the skill set. You know like. How can, how can I actually get started? And I know that you're in a different, you know, world as far as startup goes. And there's, I know there's listeners that we have that are in that realm, but they don't Mm -hmm. know the other side of the equation. They don't know about Amazon or their own e-commerce store or building a funnel or any of that stuff, but they know how to create good products and they know how to Mm -hmm. maybe do a Kickstarter, but that's about it. And then they don't know what to do from there. So I'd be interesting, or it'd be interesting to hear like number one, like how did you even get into this world of just creating your own products? Um, maybe mm-hmm. you can just kind of take me there really quickly. Um, my background is like in software development. Um, and then I did, uh, the part-time MBA. I okay. always wanted to have a, like a product company to, 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 to create a product that will solve some problems. Um, and how I came to, to the idea for Carlock, it was just, like there were some product out there, but the, the experience and uh, the customer, uh, the user experience of the product was very complicated. And we just wanted to create a very simple solution mm-hmm. uh, for the for the end consumer. Um, and that's that's how idea how how the idea actually pop up in my mind. And okay. we wanted to create you know a simple solution. We actually use push notifications in case of like a vibration detected or hard driving mm-hmm. or different things. So um, so that the product is really, um, easy to use and it creates some value for the, for the end customer. Sure. That, that was basically the, the idea. Okay. So, okay. So then I guess the idea that came for this product came from, from where is, I guess is where I'm asking. Like, so like, where did you get this, this idea in order to create the product that you did here in 2014? 
Yeah, I mean, with the first startup, we were trying to do uh, Uber like in 2011. And oh. it was just the wrong, wrong market. We were trying to do it uh, in Slovenia. Okay. In Europe, but it was too early, wrong market, wrong everything, first time. Uh, and based on the technology that, that uh, uh, we were testing and different things, uh, we came up with, with, with this use case of like having just a simple solution to connect instead of like Uber, but connecting uh, a driver or owner with his car. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's when, it, when, when the, the whole idea came from. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So again, I mean, you were dabbling in other things and then you kind of, came up, you know, upon this idea. And then that's kind of where it led into you creating this thing. I just like to kind of show yeah, people yeah. the path to getting to yeah, where yeah. you are, because it doesn't, you just didn't wake up one morning and go, Oh, I think I'm going to create this thing. It was kind of like a trial and error on a couple other things. And then it kind of led you to maybe this thing. And then, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you've now launched on, on Amazon and, and you're, you're selling, but uh, you know, what are the steps that usually get there are the more interesting ones to talk about, right? Because every, yeah. every, everyone thinks that they're just going to wake up and they're going to magically find, you know, their product. Or you might be sitting on something right now that you have no idea that you could be selling. I mean, I know there's brick and mortar stores out there right now, mom and pop shops that probably have product that they're either creating locally or they're, they're sourcing themselves, but they're not selling it online, or at least mm. they're not selling it on Amazon. And that would be my mm -hmm. first thing for those people is like, you know what, you got to just get this thing out there and get some uh, get some exposure. Um, so, OK, now let's kind of talk a little bit now into or, or and kind of dig into, you know, where where you are right now. And then we can kind of talk about where was the turning point that got you to where you are now. So can you give yeah. us some, you know, more recent updates as far mm -hmm. as like where you are right now? with, um, you know, with selling on, on Amazon and, and even just selling on online? Yeah, sure. So as I was mentioning, the main problem was the cost of acquisition. Um, and we redefined a little the product at the same time, we created better pictures. Some of the things just popped up at the right, right time. And for me, the, the biggest turning point, I still remember it was like, okay, let's, let's do a test. And we sent like 20 units um, on Amazon FBA and I said, Okay, I want to go really conservative because at the time we were also really scarce on the on the resources on on the on the cash to spend. Okay, I was like, let's do a test and let's try twenty. Mm. And then I just <laughs> I, I just followed your uh, tips in the book, so I tried the um, the automatic campaign. But I was also really familiar with AdWords. Oh, okay, um, okay. I knew I knew about the the, the keywords and this stuff. Um, but I wasn't able to, to get the right cost of acquisition, but with Amazon, like everything was so simpler than AdWords. So it was like AdWords simplified to like, you know, and, um, it was the best, the best feeling was, you know, we were just testing with five bucks per day and then the first sale came. And then the second day was again, we sold another one. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it just started rolling like with such a low cost of acquisition. Mm. Uh, I started uh, optimizing really like daily because I was really, um, you know, I was trying to use the budget as, as best as possible. So I started, started to, to add negative keywords already in the automatic campaign. And then uh, after a week I created the first manual. Um, and after that I was just optimizing <laughs> and, uh, one day we, we, uh, we achieved like two units per day and was like, I was totally fascinated because, um, it was just scaling up and the cost of acquisition was still low. Um, and after that we, we closed uh, around the financing in October. Um, so actually we got from zero to 100,000 in sales in nine months. Wow. After, after that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, that is awesome. And I love it how you kind of like in the beginning, you're like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and put this up there and see what happens. And then you did yeah. and, you, and you got a sale and then you're like, holy crap, this is cool. And then, <laughs> and then you had three units a day and you're like, this is like mind blowing, right? Like, and a lot of people think it's got to be like hundreds of units a day in order to really get excited. And I think mm -hmm. what it did for you is it validated that this is a channel that you should probably be paying attention yeah. to. And yeah. then from there, got even more excited, started getting you some momentum and all that stuff. Let me ask you this, though. When you first launched your your product and you put it up there with 20 units that you sent in or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, what what was the optimization like at that point as far as like your listing? And I mean, yeah. 
was it just bare bones or did you actually, you know, try to do a good job with pictures and, mm-hmm. and bullets and title? And did you do keyword research? Like, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out like how much time yeah. you spent on that part before you actually launched. Sure. So there were a couple of things that, that really uh, make, make this thing easier. So um, we already had some customers. Um, so we were able to just use the emails uh, oh, okay. of the existing customers to, to say, listen, guys, we, you know, we have the product that needs to be bought, the device itself. And then we have a monthly subscription. So for the service, mm-hmm. since it has a SIM card inside. So we have all of the emails by default of every one that's activating a unit. Um, and we can easily reach out to them uh, because they need to enter the email just to create the account. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so about the, the listing itself, I was uh, using a lot of Upwork, you know, the, the portal like for freelancers. Sure. Uh, because, you know, we, we have a U.S. presence, we have a U.S. company, but the team is based in Slovenia, Europe, and we needed a good copywriter, right? So if I'm writing it, uh, <laughs> my English is good, but it's not like a copywriter. Right, right. So we hired a guy from Canada. And he was really great. Um, he did the listing for 50 bucks. Oh, wow. And he did the description and, you know, the HTML, you know, that's a nice description and the backend keywords and the title and everything. And I was like blown away because he implemented so much that I didn't understand at the time yet, but I knew that it was a good stuff, mm. right? So. Now, let me ask um, you, though, did you did you look for someone on Upwork that does Amazon listings or just a copywriter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon. I, just Amazon. Uh, I was trying to be as specific as possible. Gotcha. Just like I need the best guy for to create the listing. And, mm, OK. Um, yeah. So after that, we up, uh, updated the pictures um, and then I just sent an email to, to our subscriber, uh, to the, the users of the service. And I just dropped an email. This is before the change of TOS. Mm-hmm. So I just said, listen, guys, please leave us a review and I will just, we will just give you like two months of free subscription for the service. And we got like, uh, 20 reviews overnight. And after that, I, I started doing the, the PPC. Okay. So let me ask yeah. you, let me ask you this. And, uh, you know, yes, you know, like people that are listening, uh, that might be new, uh, you know, Amazon did a, a huge, you know, terms of service update where, you can no longer do exchange or a review in exchange for a discount. Um, and that's kind of what you were doing there. But mm-hmm. in the same breath, I still think it could have worked even if you just said, hey, here's, you know, we're going to give yeah. you, you know, if you go and buy our thing, we'll give you two months extra of this or we'll give you a, a little bonus here or that. And then just mm-hmm. in your email follow up sequence, that could be where you could start to elude to, you know, hey, if you can do us a favor, let Amazon know how we're doing. That'd be awesome. Like something simple like that. Yeah. Um, it, it still would have worked. I still think you would have came out, you know, right about where you are. Let me ask you this, though. And I'm sure people are, are asking themselves this: how big of an email? list was that that you sent that out from approximately uh, around 1000 emails about 1000 so it's not huge yeah. i mean it's it's a good list but it's and they those are buyers those are customers so they're a little bit a little bit better a little bit more quali- uh, qualified but a thousand emails like a thousand emails is I mean, what you use the, to basically push is, you know it's in total i think it, at the time was just you know the one the ones who just subscribed and didn't purchase it and also the ones that, so I, no, I mean, it was smaller. If I, I need to correct myself. This, this was the total number of emails that we had from the people that were actually interested to buy the product and also, you know, the, the people who actually had the product. Yeah. The so even, so even smaller than a thousand, which I think, you know, building an email list of a thousand isn't that hard to do. I think we could, we could do it very easily. We've actually done it numerous times, um, you know, with, uh, with some of the workshops that we've done and we've showed kind of exactly how we're doing it. But you know, in your case, you were kind of just doing it on the side, right? You're kind of like building this email list of customers that are coming in or people that are interested. Um, mm-hmm. but you weren't really hardcore going out there and building an email list to launch a product. Um, you yes. were just using a resource that you had. Um, Correct. yeah. So, okay. So you, you push this out, you get about 20 reviews, um, which was awesome. You turn on pay-per-click and then what? Um, it started scaling, then we, we closed around the financing and I started really pushing the, the PPC um, and it kept uh, up a little, you know, if, even if even if I added more budget, it, was, uh, it wasn't generating more sales. 
Okay. So I started thinking how to leverage everything even more. Um, and then the idea for the uh, reviews, like YouTube reviews, mm-hmm. um, influence marketing. And I think like influence marketing was one of the key points that took us like from um, having sales, having PPC working, but really also scaling up everything um, because it was, I was, I was looking at that, how, how can I generate additional outside traffic mm-hmm. and uh, YouTube reviews. And I was also testing combining AdWords together with the listing. Um, so as I was using like the, the affiliate links mm-hmm. just to check how many conversions did I generated through uh, AdWords. And I, I, it was more and more of a good uh, landing pages that was converting really in a, in a great way. And I was looking how to get more like hot leads on the, on the page itself. And so, so what you were doing there with the AdWords, anyone that doesn't know what AdWords is, it's a Google, um, ad platform. So basically you're able to, to go after keywords and then create an ad, um, which, you know, for people that don't understand that world, you know, that, that can be, you know, if you don't know about that, it can be, uh, you know, could have a good learning curve to a a pretty steep one. Mm -hmm. Um, but you kind of knew it was in your skill set, so You were using that. I'm curious though, how did that, how did, how did that, how does that still perform for you, are you driving those people directly mm. to the listing, or are you driving them to a landing page, pre-qualifying email, and then giving them something? And what are you offering them? Yeah, I mean, the, the initial test was just trying to use the best performing keywords mm-hmm. in the sponsored products and replicate that in the AdWords. Mm-hmm. Um, generated some sales, but again, the the cost of acquisition was quite high. Mm. So we started, uh, I hired like a marketing assistant uh, end of the year, uh, last year, just like a part time. Mm-hmm. And she helped me. Um, I just, she, she, she took a lot of load from me to, to do the list of potential reviewers, a list of potential like uh, Instagram influencers. Oh, okay. And we were, we were, we were noticing that um, the really the YouTube reviews are really targeted YouTube, um, like reviewers of products were really performing. Um, so when I did my calculation with after, after the new year, we just went like even more for after influencers, after Instagram and after the things that, that were generating the best ROI. Um, yeah. Okay. So from what I'm, from what I'm gathering here is you, you, you dabbled in a little, a little bit of everything, right? You're, you're trying to mm-hmm. testing, you know, you're testing, uh, you know, AdWords, you're testing your pay-per-click in, in Amazon, you're doing, um, some YouTube outreach, uh, possibly even some Instagram, um, a- any Facebook ads? Facebook was never really working for us. We, we did some tests, but, um, it's, the, the only way that Facebook was generating some sales was like, you know, people arriving to our webpage mm-hmm. and then leaving the email. We have like a, will it work with my car? So they just enter the car and we double check the location of the, okay. the OBD port where the device gets connected. Yeah. And we did, we got, we gathered that emails and we did some flash sales, discount sales, okay. and some of them converted, but it never worked like directly direct traffic. And I also find out that I was testing with direct traffic and it was even negative for the listing because okay. it was too much um, like non cold traffic yep. and the conversion was going down, I think. Mm. So I just stopped doing that quite quicker, quickly yeah. after yeah. testing it. Yeah, you, you were you were driving traffic there and it wasn't converting, so that could have been hurting the ranking, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let me ask you this. So you, you basically hired someone to kind of do the outreach for you or kind of, kind of gather the places where they felt like, you know, you could possibly get your product in the hands of a a potential, uh, reviewer or YouTuber. Um, is, is that what I'm hearing correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It was, uh, she's called Monica. She, she was, uh, more in that she was translating from, from Slovenian and French and English, and she really wanted to go into marketing. And oh wow, um, yeah, we started really slowly gathering contacts and doing simple things. But now she's performing even more advanced like marketing tactics nice. already. So, so let, let, yeah. let me let me ask you this then on the YouTube thing. So, what's the approach there for the YouTuber that you're reaching out to? What's the 
what's the, you know, here's what I want you to do for me and here's what I'm going to do for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the outreach, like what, what does that look like? Um, so my idea was to, to start with not the biggest YouTubers, the most influential, because they really want a lot of uh, money to get you a video sure. published. Um, so we were trying to find out like YouTubers that, that had like nice videos, nice production of the video, mm-hmm. uh, like tested like products that are like electronic IOT products, like a little more, you know, the startup-ish IOT products. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the list. The second list was about uh, like car enthusiasts. Um, and we started just simply, hi, we are, it's, let's say, Monica from Carlock, and uh, we are, uh, we would be really glad if you could do a review. We will send you like a device and one year of uh, free usage. Oh, okay. Uh, if, if you can do the, the review of the product. And, you know, a lot of people didn't reply it and, you know, you need to, <laughs> we were really quite, quite a big list because I know a lot of people will not even reply or, sure. or agree to do anything. But the, the list was big enough that after we did the, the initial outreach, uh, we gathered like, I think, around 10 to 15 YouTube uh, reviews. And uh, once the review started rolling out, it was really I, I could see it on Amazon that that was performing. So um, after that, we started doing like uh, Instagram also mm. try to find some Instagrammers who, who were uh, related with the, with cars and um, yeah, in, in the car space more and testing that. So we are still testing that. So let yeah. me let, let me ask you this. So on on the YouTubers, you said you got about ten or fifteen that actually said yes. How many did you reach out to to get those ten or fifteen yeses? approximately uh i think it was 200 something okay. like that okay yeah maybe it was less but i i don't remember don't remember really the exact number no no that it's fine my my point is that people usually stop after like 10 and they think they've done a you know they, they've done a lot of outreach you know <laughs> it to me it's it's about like you just said if you can if you send out a hundred uh you know whether it's an email or just even a direct message to these people right? Mm-hmm. You get a hundred, you, you might get five, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe that'd be good. That's 5%, right? So that's, yeah. that, that's a pretty good number, but I just wanted to kind of highlight that. Cause I kind of was expecting that you probably did a hundred or 200. Um, mm-hmm. and I was, I was guessing that in my own head. So, um, you kind of validated that for me. Uh, but yeah, it, it takes work to do that. Now you have someone on your team that's actually doing that outreach and, and are they doing that on a regular basis now? Yeah, yeah. We, we're trying different tactics, but uh, she is also doing some social media updates and okay. uh, Instagram updates. How but big How big were those YouTube channels that you were looking at? I know you said you didn't want to go after the biggest, but just so people can have an idea, like what were you uh, looking at? Were you looking at like 25,000 subscribers, 100,000? Yeah, 10, 10 to 20,000, if I remember correctly. Okay. Was, yeah, smaller. So... I knew they were not be asking for money to do the review. Okay. And did um, any of them come back and say they would do it, but they needed money? Uh, yeah, later on, once okay. you started going like uh, higher on the, you know, uh, on the on the YouTubers with the bigger uh, range of bigger follower base. Mm-hmm. And we tested also some some paid ones. And it was really different. I, I think you need, you really need to 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 double check everything that that how many like engagements of the video there yeah. are. How if there is not like a fake uh, yep. bot like views, fake followers, fake everything. So um, we were really taking the time and analyzing and if it's a good fit for our brand. And so it, it's a it's a it takes time, but uh, it was worth it because. Uh, it really adds to the credibility of the brand. I believe those were really honest reviews. Yeah. I think the other thing that people need to realize is now that you have those videos out there, they're out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly probably getting views and you're going to be constantly getting traffic um, on these on these channels. Um, so it's kind of like they made an evergreen video for you unless they said to you, I'll do it, but I'm going to pull it down after seven days. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I've, I've actually on an Instagram post that I had on a page, um, they gave me two prices. They take, they gave me one price to put it up for, I think 24 hours. And then they gave me another one to leave it up forever. 
And it was only like 25 bucks more to leave it up forever. So obviously I picked the $25 more because I'm now in that feed, even though after a month I might not be seen again unless someone mm-hmm. scrolls deep through there. But to me, it was it was worth it to be on that channel forever. Um, yeah. Did you run across any of that? Did anybody say that we'll leave it up only for a certain amount of time? Or did everyone just mm-hmm. say they were just going to put it on their channel and they'll leave it? Till now, I think it's everyone just they leave it there. Okay, that's yeah. great. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So you you really it sounds like you found that for external stuff right now for you and your products is really YouTube has done really well. Yeah, I mean also Instagram is starting uh, generating sales. Oh, okay. So, so Instagram's working yeah, too. Yeah, we're trying to brainstorm different ways to be really uh, test new things because I think the best channels are the ones that are not saturated yet. Mm. And that are like some strange combination, maybe, or, you know, um, it's usually, it's something that you um, find out yourself that's working best, I believe, or just testing different things and and seeing what's working and what's not. And I just double down on what's working then. Mm. And do you feel that for internally, as far as like with uh, pay-per-click, do you feel like that is still like one of the, one of the number one ways for you to get exposure other than organic? Mm, I tested uh, IMS, Amazon Marketing Services. Yep. Um, I was expecting much more. Maybe I'm doing something wrong there. But it was just, if I was doing the, the big ads on top, it was just a lot of money very quickly mm-hmm. spent. Um, and the other ads were really not working for me. Um, so I think I, I have some space to add more keywords in PPC to, to, to test it more. Um, you know, you know, I've, I've found the same thing. I've found the same thing, honestly, um, with, you know, uh, you know, trying, you know, the Amazon service, it's like, um, and I don't know, again, I I don't know that you're doing anything wrong. I think it just depends on the market and the product that you're, you're using. Um, Mm -hmm. but I've found the same thing. And honestly, I'm just finding it better. Like you just said, you're trying to expand out the keywords, right? Like, and the yeah. keywords not where you have to be on the top. But I've been finding that I'm able to be exposed on the very top of the page anyway for one of those crossheader mm-hmm. banners that's not above, you know, everyone else where the, it stands out. It's like in almost like it looks like it's an organic search, um, yeah. like one of those. And then also yeah. I'm showing up on the right side for another one of our SKUs for the same keyword because we're going after the same audience with the same keyword because it's a similar related product. So I'm actually able to show up on you know, for two products on page one for one of our biggest keywords. Um, but again, I just think that, you know, having that exposure out there and it sounds like it's converting for you, but like you just said, you've might've reached the ceiling for that. So now you got to kind of go a little bit wider, um, and a little bit, um, a little bit more long tail is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, which takes time. We're only only selling like the main product. It's the Carlock device. And we sell two additional cables, but just like an extension cable and a power cable for older cars. Mm-hmm. And one good hack that I found out using like IMS was uh, to really promote the cables as much as possible on our listing. So there are no ads for other products when you mm. when you open the listing, right? So try to minimize the, the ads on, uh, on, on your listing for other products. So say, say, say that again. I think that's a pretty good golden nugget right there for people to listen to. So what, what are you saying there again as far as like at, putting more on your listing in a sense of your own stuff so this way here uh, other people can't really promote on yours because there's enough space? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. With, with IMS, you can use the ads that are uh, on the listings. Yes. And you can target the listings. So you just target your listing with products that are compatible um, and just promote your other products on your listing. So there is a lower chance that someone will just click your competitor and buy it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. That's why that I found out that I think it's a little interesting. Yeah, that is actually. So you're basically, you're targeting your own listing, uh, using AMS. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. <laughs> that, that, for that's the, uh, for, the, for the brand name. I also go all in, like I use the, the the banners, all of the all of the different, you know, ads, just to be sure that someone is looking for my brand. There is the lowest possible like chance that he will buy another product. Right. Um, that's also one thing that I think it's also interesting for uh, to use IMS for. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah, those are some good tips right there. I like that. Um, okay, so at this point, um, you've you've discovered uh, how long have you been? Let me just go back a little bit. How long have you been now selling on Amazon with this product? Has it been a year? Nine months? Um, we just had a listing, but it wasn't. I didn't work on it. Gotcha. it was just you know the, the very basic uh, account. It mm-hmm. wasn't even a professional account. And I think it will be one year. Um, I read your book. I think uh, it's now it's one year, or maybe the next month it's one year. Okay. So yeah, now it will now it will it will be in July one year that I'm really actively trying okay. to do something on Amazon. Okay. So okay. So I, I guess what I was what I was um, going after is like you, here here like 12 months ago. You weren't really yeah. actively 100% selling yet. You were getting ready to. You kind of had this this light bulb go on and say, you know what, I should probably do this. Now you have, and listen to everything that you've already done is pretty impressive. I mean, you know, you've done so much and you, you, you get the big picture. Um, you, you understand marketing, you understand that you have to test things in order to see if they're going to work. And that means that you'll probably lose a little bit of money, um, Mm -hmm. testing out these things. So I, I, again, I just want to kind of highlight that for people that are getting started because, you know, depending on where you are in this, in this process, you don't know what will happen until you get started. And in this case, you've started and now you've kind of seen where it's where it's leading you. And it seems like it's pretty exciting because you're you're literally, you know, just getting started in a sense. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's so much more that you can do. And I think now that you're doing this YouTube outreach, Instagram outreach, that to me is game changer stuff because you are able now to control that. And once you find these these little these little honey holes where you can actually go out there and find this traffic that's targeted and where it's going to convert, it's really hard to compete with that, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. you have these assets in place. Um, so it's really good. But let's let's wrap up with um, you know like so what now? Like what's the what's the next move for you and your company? And like so what's you know what's next? My biggest dilemma, and I would like to, to hear your feedback on that, is um, should should we spread our efforts and try to, to do Amazon Europe, or should we go and add a product that's maybe like for um, it's like in a similar similar technology but different use cases and just staying focused on the on the U.S. market? Mm, it's a great question. Um, I would say at this point in the game, because you have everything else kind of figured out, I mean, personally, and it's probably going to be easier for you than it would be for me, is I would probably go in in the other marketplace mm-hmm. because all you're doing is taking your existing stuff and then just selling it over there now. Have you looked at any traffic over there for for your products? Yeah, I did an initial test uh, in Amazon UK, Amazon Italy, and we sold some units. The problem is we don't even have the buy box yet. Mm, okay. So, but I just just sent some traffic via AdWords to the listings and converted. So I think the, it's, it's one way that we can do it is just replicate a lot of tactics. To- totally. Well, the and thing is, the thing is though, you're you're actually ahead of the curve because a lot of those marketplaces aren't they aren't really active yet. I mean, they are, but not like not like the dot com. Mm-hmm. Right. So because of that, like you're way ahead of it because you're figuring it out on one of the most. Well, it, it is the most, you know, used and most popular, you know, channel that Amazon has is the dot com. So mm-hmm. to me, if you can win there, it's going to be that much easier to win over on the other marketplaces. And you know that it converts already because you already tested that. And for you, because you you are international anyway, it would be easier for you to do that. You actually went from being international over, you know, or being an international seller and selling in the States, which to a lot of people, they would find that to be harder than just selling in your own, you know, home, you know, Mm -hmm. your own country. Um, So in this case for you, I always tell people, what's the easiest thing for you to do right now? The easiest thing would be to just launch it in another platform period, mm-hmm. right? And be done with it. Yeah. Use exactly what you've done here. Same strategies, you know, all of the, all of the different marketing things that you've done and do that. Like that would be the easiest. But with that yeah. being said, I think you're sitting on a huge opportunity to be able to take, like you said, the technology and adapt it to another, another thing, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's proven, right? It works everything, but now you can just adapt that to another marketplace and then go after that marketplace. And now you're, you know, you're, you're kind of taking the same product in a sense, but you're just modifying it to fit that market. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I mean, I think it's just it's a decision for you is like, what, what do you want to do? Um, mm-hmm. I think developing the other product could be a little bit more challenging just because you have to kind of, you got to work through it, right? You got to create, mm-hmm. you know, some of those modifications and all of that stuff. So that will probably be more time than for you to just say, let's go ahead and take this existing thing and then just basically make it active over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I would, I would say that if it was, if it was me and I was in your situation, I would probably say, I'm going to go into the other marketplaces um, because it's already proven to work. It's a good product. You're getting, you know, good reviews. People like it. It works like all that stuff. So let's just now let's widen the net, um, and go international. Um, but in the same breath, you can still on the, in the background, you could be working on the components and stuff to do the, the, you know, the second thing, because I think you should do them both really. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of like, where's your time best spent? My idea is because we have a lot of negative keywords. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and just to create a product around that negative keywords that it, I have an idea how it could be really, you can really expand then the, the target, right? Mm. Because all the negative keywords for this product could be really targeted to the, the, to the second one. And I know, um, which keywords already are that, that would be really interesting. So, yeah, because you're looking at the search term reports of people that are typing yeah. in and then you're seeing like, oh, I got to click here. And it didn't convert. Well, that's a no-brainer because it's it's not it's not mm-hmm. what they thought it was because yeah. you know it's not it doesn't fit that thing, right? It doesn't fit that brand or whatever. And then for you, it's like, well, if I can make one that fits that brand, I could technically sell that because there's a ton of impressions, a ton of clicks, but no sales. So again, I like people to hear this because you're actually finding the next product by looking at searches that the real searches that are being done by uh, people that are willing to buy. It just wasn't it wasn't the right product for them because it didn't work for whatever reason. Um, For that use case, yeah. Yeah, for that use case, right, exactly. So, I mean, that's that's a beautiful thing to have. I mean, gosh, I mean, you think about how lucky we are to be able to live in the world that we do now to where you're getting all this data in business, then Mm -hmm. you're not even really guessing. You you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's real searches from real people um, in the back end of your pay-per-click and, uh, Amazon's giving us that data and you're using it as a negative term because you're like, well, I don't want to show up for this because I know it doesn't convert, but then say in the back of your mind, you're saying, but if I could create a product that, that worked for this, it would be a winner. Um, yeah, I like it. I like that a lot. So, um, yeah, I would, dude, man, I would go for it. I would definitely probably go for that as well. But I'm, again, I, I understand you can't do everything. So I'd keep mm-hmm. working on, I'd keep working on the YouTube um, and the Instagram and that outreach type stuff and keep that role. And I think that's a, a huge component. And then from there, I think I would start thinking about how to get it listed and get it live in, um, you know, in, in, in the other countries that you want to launch in. Um, and then from there in the background, I'd be figuring out that next product that I could make that would, uh, be, you know, the next one in line. Um, that's probably what I would do. So, yeah, man, I, I think you're good. I think you're in a good spot. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I also, also really like the, the search term report. It's really like exact compared to, you know, having a web page and doing analytics and doing AdWords and doing the other things. And you never, never really know uh, the exact conversions and the exact, you know, keywords. It's, it's much, much more trickier to get that everything exact and it, with the search term report in Amazon, it's so, so easy. Just export it. And, yeah, you, you're, you're just looking at real data. That's what I love about it, right? And so what, mm-hmm. I mean, really quickly before we wrap up here, I know we can keep going here because there's a lot we can dig into, but, um, and I don't want to open up a can of worms here with pay-per-click because we could do a whole, yeah. a whole session on that. But let me ask you this. Um, what was your strategy, you know, taking like how many, how many clicks that didn't convert would you then add them as a negative keyword or did you even have that in place? Um, or was it just kind of like a gut yeah. feeling? You're like, ah, I've gotten like 10 clicks on this and it didn't convert. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, you know, I'm going to remove that. Or did, was it just that you knew because you're like, oh yeah, that doesn't work with that. So I don't want to be showing up for that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a combination. So the, the initial was really the, the simple one. So if it, if it's a total, total different thing, like in the automatic campaigns, like, no, 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 this is not like 
you know, it's some, some totally different use cases than the product is solving. Gotcha. And that was a no brainer. And after that, it was, uh, with the, the manuals and, uh, um, also in the automatic, it was more like how much, how much budget was already lost, uh, before, before I turn it off. So I as I, as I was explaining the, the initially the budgets were really low and I was really careful. So I, I started doing manual quite quicker, quicker. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I just tested the keywords and if, if some, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but, uh, it, it, it was uh, like uh, half of the price of the product or something like that of money lost. I just disabled it for, for the time. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, some of them were very obvious. You're like, okay, you know, I'm definitely not, I don't want to show up for that because it doesn't, it's not right. But then there's some of them that you were like, you were going based off of clicks. You're like, okay, I got clicks, but I didn't get sales. So let's pause this or let's just go ahead and just add that in as a negative, a negative key term or keyword. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that sounds, sounds about right. So I just, I wanted to dig into that a little bit, but is there any, mm-hmm. any last little bits, uh, tips, advice for anyone that's, <laughs> that's just starting that you might be able to, uh, to give? Take action. <laughs> I love that one. You know that I'm actually wearing my take action shirt right now today too. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you, you gotta take action. I, I get that. I mean, I mean, is there anything though that you would say like in the beginning, the, you know, being frustrated, like what got you through maybe some of that? So this way here, people can hear like how you kind of got through that. I, I see a lot of, um, like products that are being developed and, you know, there's always the moment that that the product needs to be sustainable, like in in the selling of the product itself. Right. Mm -hmm. So you create the product, it's a nice idea. And you try to sell it and it's not working or the cost of acquisition is too high or you don't find the right channel or, and it's frustrating. So, uh, before, before I found out like how to do Amazon correctly, it was also for me very frustrating, but, um, I would say that you need to test and keep testing and things will, will like, you will figure it out in a way. Right. So, yeah, well, I, uh, I think you have to ask yourself those questions, right? I always tell people, it's like when you, you know, when you do something, something is going to happen, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And then you have to ask yourself a question about that certain thing. And then your mind is going to kind of come back with an answer. So you have to figure it out, but you can't really learn and you can't get results unless you actually put something in motion. So for you to yeah, run yeah. a campaign, right, in AdWords or pay-per-click or whatever, you wouldn't know unless you did it. But if you just thought in your head it has to be a winner, you may never mm-hmm. do it because you're like, well, there's a chance it's not going to be a winner and I'm going to be defeated, so I'm not going to start. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, the, I mean, the biggest takeaway for people listening that are on the fence or that are frustrated, uh, just understand, you know, everything that you did, Matei, was not perfect, right? You, you, there mm-hmm. was things that didn't work, right? Uh, but here you are, right? You're, you're still plugging away and, and you're still learning and you're still moving forward. So um, again, I just wanted to highlight that for people and just anyone that comes on that everything isn't perfect and it's not, it's not really supposed to be because that's not how you learn. You got to learn through, through doing and, um, and you've done a great job at that. So Matei, I want to thank you uh, so much for sharing your story and uh, you know, even posting it uh, so everyone else could could see it, and then getting my attention, and then having you on the show, and uh, and really hearing kind of like how you were able to to kind of start, even though you were already kind of started, just not in this space. Um, I think that, I think that's always uh, it's always refreshing to hear. So again, man, I want to thank you, and uh, I'm sure we'll have to have you maybe back on and do an update and see uh, how things are going and and see what direction you went next. And I think that would be really really cool to do. So I want to thank you again, Matei, for coming sure. on. Thank you very much for your time and for the uh, for having me as a as a guest. Yeah, absolutely, man. And just keep me posted. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. So I wasn't kidding, right? What an awesome, awesome story. What a cool guy, too. By the way, I really want to thank Matei for coming on and and really just sharing his story. And that's what I love doing here is is digging in and unpacking. You know, kind of like what it looked like before what it looks like now. I don't even want to say what it looks like after because there's not after yet. You're continually growing. You're you're continuing to kind of learn. You're going through this process and you heard him say over and over again, I'm testing, I'm testing. 
Like that's the only way that you can get a result is to test something. And part of your small test, and like he said, he did 20 units. And then he ran some AdWords traffic to it and seen if it would convert, and it did. And he goes, okay, I guess I'm going to do it. But he wouldn't have done it if he didn't do a test order of 20 units, right? So you guys hear me say that all the time. You don't have to have this massive budget in the beginning just to get a result, to see, is this thing going to work? So I just really want to stress that, and that's why I like having people on like Matei to share their story, to really unpack what has uh, happened through this journey, and and you can you can hear just by by listening to his story. There's been a lot of different things that he's done that he's tried that I feel are part of his success. Uh, one of them is you know the YouTube strategy and Instagram and building your own list and all of that stuff, which we've talked about. So uh, guys, I just I can go on and on and on. I just really really truly believe that if you want something. You just have to go out there and start something in order to get a result or you'll never know. I always kind of go back to the working out. If you don't work out and if you don't eat right, you're probably going to stay in the shape that you're at right now. Nothing's going to change, right? But if you go ahead and you start to work out even a little bit, diet a little bit, you're going to slowly start to see those results. It takes little steps that can compound over time. Again, I go back to the compound effect, uh, but it's true. It really, truly is. All right, guys, so the show notes to this episode, which you're probably going to want to download, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 381. You can grab all the show notes, the transcripts, the links, all that stuff. Again, little reminder, if you have not downloaded and read the book about how to launch your product, the blueprint, the actual blueprint that he actually used before he became a listener, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash book and go ahead and grab your copy. And again, it's a quick read, but uh, I think it'll be very, very beneficial to you, especially if you're just getting started. All right, guys, so that's it. That's gonna wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.